Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie News. My name is Matt Key. Today, we're talking about Deadpool 2, Venom, Black Panther, Guardians of the Galaxy, and we're going to talk about a little bitty show called Iron Fist. Anyway, stay right there. We're going to be right back. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now... Here's Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News. That's what I beep bopped, booped, beep bop, boop, boop. Like a, is that is a beep bop boop a skibbity bop? No, no, it's very <laughs> different. It's different intentions. Yeah, you, it, you yeah. did it. You didn't have to tell yeah. us. No, I know. That's that's why I'm laughing. I'm like, did I just ask you to define what I just did to you? Like, <laughs> I didn't even do it to you. I was just like, I want to beep bop, so I beep bop booped myself. There you go. All right, hey everybody. I guess you're here to listen to us talk about Marvel, not talk about me scat singing to myself. <laughs> uh, I forgot to set my time here. You know, there's some diehard yeah. scat fan out there. There, there is. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, there's some is person out there. Who, scat fan. Scat fan Carruthers. Not scat man Carruthers. There we go. All right, we are the Marvel Movie News. This is episode 123, coming to you live from the mystical city of Kunlun. Kunlun, Kunlun. I think they say Kunlun. 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 Of Kunlun, where we tell you all the news from all those studios. Why you should be as excited as we are. Subscribe to us on iTunes at Marvel Movie News or find us at youtube.com forward slash popcorn talk network. Also on their website, popcorn talk network.com. Also on Twitter at Marvel News PTN or at the popcorn talk. We are also on Facebook.com forward slash Marvel News Show. Uh, we should get better at Facebook. We do we do Twitter we do. pretty yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. We do. But Facebook characters manageable. Yeah, but Facebook mm. is also a website that exists they in the me. social media sphere. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so does Snapchat eventually. Oh man, I couldn't. <laughs> that's, that's too much. There is. I barely, much. I barely do mine. Yeah. There is, and yeah. I, I'm still figuring out Instagram, guys. Like I'm, I'm too old for this. Uh, guys, if you tweet a link out to our show, telling us uh, with a message, telling people about our show and that they can come watch it live and that they can participate in the live chat and talk at us. Uh, Hydra Steve in the booth will he'll retweet you. Yeah, yeah, you'll get a special retweet from the the Popcorn Talk Studios, <laughs> and that's got to feel pretty good. Uh, Hydra Steve, how you doing? You good? Hey yo. Hydra Steve, Hydra Wife, Hydra Steve. So I know Koi loves it so much. I think our key is already tired of it, but, uh, <laughs> but Koi likes it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm Matt Key at the Matt Key. We're also joined by Markia McCarty at M A R K E I A M C C A R T Y. Yes. Yes, I'm getting better. With it's cadence. Only, yeah, I know. yeah. Well, that's what I'm trying know, to get right? down. I'm trying to get it down. Uh, and then we've got Koi Jandro at C O Y J A N D R E A U. Yeah. See, strong, I've got, strong, but I've been doing it for a year. Or a year and a half, maybe long. two years I've now. Been two years. Uh, so I'm still getting years down. Just okay. don't, please don't be offended. We In love time. you. Don't leave. Don't leave us, Marquia. Don't leave us. Uh, <laughs> I left because they couldn't get the cadence right. I'm out. Uh, we've also got uh, Oliver on social media. He's uh, but he's not in the studio today. He's just outside helping us out because 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 we've got some special guests on the cosmic couch: Darren Jacks, uh, Caroline Jacks, and River Jacks. The fanciest uh, cosmic couch we could yeah. ever ask they, for. They came in and they were so like, ready. Isn't this, this amazing? Is, 
I was unprepared. I just, I was, I'm not going to lie to you. I was I not ready. Know. I was like, I was like, wow, Darren's, Darren's wearing a suit and his rivers were, oh, she's got claws. Oh my God, they're in cosplay. And then his wife came in. Show them the I really show them like the whole like just show them the whole thing for the show oh, them the whole this thing. This is fantastic. Now, now now take take your hat off. Take take the hat off it's because so you're not bald. <laughs> like you were, you guys are dedicated to this. I was oh, impressed with best. this and then contacts, then bald cap, and yeah. I was just like, I was, actually, I was impressed with suit and claws, and then it just evolved. Yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. For for those that are watching live with us right now, uh, they are dressed as Logan X twenty three and Caliban. Yeah. So yeah, and that Jax was like family. an immediate hug from me as soon as I saw Caliban. Yeah. I was like, ah, complete yeah. with eye awesomeness. Now let the record show they run the best spa I've ever been to. It's in Pasadena. They yeah, do not wear claws spa. when they do <laughs> yes. that. I wanted to just preface they look uh, uh, more. This is the massage work that we do. Yeah, just deep pressure massages, <laughs> deep tissue with three claws or two. Get all the tissue you yeah. never wanted to get. Yeah, but it allows us to hit those spots that most people miss. Sure, that's yeah. why I think you need a spa. You may not survive it, but if you do, it feels great. We'll tell everyone all about it. Uh, but no, you guys really do have a great spa. Uh, yeah, thank you for inviting us out. Great energy there, and obviously awesome people. Oh, thank and you. you can talk comics. Well, that's the only massage I go to where yeah. I can actually geek yes. out. Everybody else just kind of stares at me, and I'm like, Deadpool! Yeah. <laughs> what weird Tourette's this guy on our table has. So anyway, thank you for being uh, super duper awesome fans of the show and of Marvel and coming in and gracing us with your wonderful presence. Well, we love you guys. I mean, I've been watching the show yeah. for almost since the beginning. So Thank you for uh, for that. It is wonderful that. to be able to come in. And yeah, we, we get a reputation now. Is uh, every time we've come in, we've started in costume. So now it's just it's it's like it's like Marvel and, and, and Fox now with the X Men. It's like yeah. each one is setting the bar higher and higher. Yeah, you just <laughs> keep going higher. Every man. appearance. Well, this is certainly an annual. This yeah. is a very this is a, this is a yeah. cover photo. Uh, mm. All right, so we also have uh, Doom, who sent in a special <laughs> yes. Ages of Shield minute. He's He's going. I think he's going stir crazy, not having Shield to watch. And we've also got Colt Bado tweeting from the Star Jammer. Thank you, Colt. Yeah. Uh, here we go. Let's jump into it as usual, as promised to Koi. If there's ever Deadpool news, I start with Deadpool <laughs> and the rundown because uh, that's the only way I can keep his attention for the entire show. Uh, so we've got Cable. Uh, the the writers, Rhett Reese and Paul mm-hmm. Wernick, gave mm-hmm. more than a few choice. Quotes. Yes. This week. Really we good have, quotes. We have a lot of quotes to go through here. Mm. Uh, first, let's start with Cable. We have, uh, oh, uh, look at you pulling. You're like, ooh, yes. Let's get my relevant to my interests. We've got Cable casting traits and announcement coming soon. So, uh, Rhett Reese, one of the two writers, uh, says it is a short, short list of the actors on their uh, uh, for their Cable list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he uh, also says an announcement will be coming very soon. We're going to go into production. In the next couple of months, in casting announcements will coming be coming fast and furious. Uh, that was actually from Paul Wernick, and then uh, Rhett Reese added to that. I think intimidating, scary, a great foil opposite the lunacy. Someone with a great deadpan thing where they can react to someone who's being crazy. This is the list of traits for Cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who also has a spark of a sense of humor. This person has to be funny because they're buddying up with Reynolds and Deadpool, so they just themselves to be funny in a more serious way. So. 
Uh, I mean, there's a little bit more to it, but uh, it's basically repeating the same thing. So, so it's clearly Vin Diesel because he said both Fast and Furious in a wow. sentence. Wow, so you can you can <laughs> get go ahead and say Matt Key confirms Vin you, Diesel nope. as you, Cable. Nope. You know what? You uh, can get I out. don't mind it because I like Vin Diesel, but he'd be horrible. <laughs> it <laughs> would not be a great choice for him. I I, legitimately, I love Vin Diesel. I legitimately do like Vin Diesel. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, just like normally, it's yeah. not whether yeah. you time travel by an inch or a mile. Time traveling is time traveling. That's what I'm yeah. saying. That's what. That's Although what we we would need <laughs> we would need for it to be a British actor, though, right? Because whenever there's time travel, everybody's oh, British. It's got to be British because only the British, British can, accent. Only the British so can safely Owen. travel through time. <laughs> Mastered it. Uh, let's see. Uh, they also said of the cable Deadpool dynamic. Ryan Reynolds plays Deadpool with a hint of femininity, uh, and I think that can be funny opposite a cable who's uber masculine. That'll come into casting and performance and the character design and his wardrobe and things like that. I think we'll definitely play into that. Uh, so, Cable. I've got a top you've, choice. I know you've got a top choice. Who's your top choice? Oh, I didn't but hear this. I know you guys no, were discussing. No, no, yeah, no, yeah. no. I was, I was, here's what I, I know you've got a top choice. And I know Koi is fantastic at Koi casting, fan casting. Yeah. But I want to start with you. Oh, okay. All right, so because we always we always hear from Koi. Well, yeah, we're Markeia. gonna hear we're gonna hear from Koi no matter what. Yeah, no matter what. Even Loud if I noises. <laughs> even if I told Koi to shut up, we would still hear from him. Oh. I would never say that though. Oh, stop! Oh, what oh, just? Oh no! iTunes audience, he's climbing a mime. <laughs> no, he was, mime, he was, he was yeah. in a cube of isolation. Glass <laughs> cage of emotion. Yeah. Glass cage of emotion. Uh, give us your your casting. Oh, case. okay. So going by all of that, you know, mm-hmm. can be scary, intimidating. Uh-huh. Um, but the deadpan thing obviously has to be a learned actor. <laughs> it has a spark of sense of humor, uh-huh. and uh, he's not uber currently masculine. in anything. An uber masculine, Lawrence Fishburne. Whoa. Right? Whoa. As Cable, him versus Ryan Reynolds, like that. Techno organic virus me. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Jack's family. Yeah. Thank you. That's yeah. a range in their very, very inspired ooh and ah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, wow, you just, you just melted my brain. Right? I love is that, that idea. Yes. That, is, that is different, but like in the best way possible. I can and see I love it. Exactly. Yeah. He's my top choice. I like Do you it. have any second or thirds? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Should I have opened that door or is this all we're going to talk about? <laughs> well, uh, depending if we go like a bit older, like we mm-hmm. do an older cable, also a learned actor and I think would be able to bulk up for it if he hasn't already. I haven't sure. seen him uh, lately. Uh, Lance Henriksen. Oh, okay. Yeah, not I think a, he not has a, a range. Not a sold, but, but not a bad older. choice. He's older, yeah, sure. he's older. Uh, and then if we want to go female, that could also be intimidating in a different sure. kind of way. I like Michelle Yeoh. Oh, whoa. Okay. Yeah. She's uh, she's the right age for it to be Cable. She is an impressive fighter. She can carry a movie. She has the range. And I think we could does, like Furiosa her. Does she have the sense of humor? Oh, yeah. Oh, have you seen her in the Jackie Chan movies? Have not. She's like, she's got sense of humor happening through body language along with um, actually being able to emote. Okay. So, different choices you, for y'all. You, no, than like and I, I Stephen very, Lang, Ron No, Perlman, no, no, no. And I, you know. I legit love that. You blew my mind with Fishburne. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. he, he would be great. Perfect. He would be perfect for it. He would be perfect. And he's not in Black Panther right now, so let's we, have him as Cable. Yeah, may as well throw him in as Cable. Yeah. Kung Fu. Yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. So... Yeah. Uh, my go-to new one is still, I love the idea of Nathan Fillion just because of their history. I love his size. He's I love, awesome. he's just the greatest guy. Uh, I still want Michael Bean. Uh, I love that man for it because he's got the military experience. Yeah. He has a gravitas. He's the right age, but he also has 
a youthfulness where you could play it for like four or five movies. Like sure. I'd worry about someone that any older than that because of just like you know you got sure. to around. Uh, and I like his look for it. And uh, at the end of the day, I will always want Mel Gibson. <laughs> Not just because it's Mel Gibson. This isn't a Ben Foster scenario. That man would be such a good, gruff, rough and tumble. He's got a militariness to him. He's got an aggression. He's got a very weird sense of humor. He looks like old man Logan. I love the man for Cable. He's a little short, but he's got the physicality. All right. All right. So it's not just a blind pitch. I've been hooked on David Harbour, the sheriff from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. Once that was a rumor, I love that idea. Once that was a rumor, I was like, well, um, I don't even want to think about it. Yeah, I feel like I can't. now you've got me on Lawrence Fishburne, and now I kind of actually really want to... I feel like the David Harbour, Scott Lang thing. Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell? I love Kurt Russell. I do love Kurt Russell. If he wasn't already ego. Yeah, he's so deep in, like, Guardians from My Brain that I didn't even know. Yeah, that's the reason. He has a living planet now. That's right. Which we have, we'll be talking about that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, ego. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other ca- uh, casting choices? Uh, Jack's well, I mean, I always like the, the the Ron Perlman idea. I mean, just mm-hmm. he's got yeah. that look. Uh, I know Pierce Brosnan's name popped up, and that's kind of an interesting that's idea. That's an interesting one. I'm so not sold on it. But though. honestly, really the minute be. you mentioned Fishburne, I don't see anyone else now. I'm like, <laughs> do you know? Do the 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 Nick Fury thing. Just yeah. change him over. Change completely. it. Do it. Yeah. I love that. Broaden just... things out, and and he would he would be so perfect. He He'd has be a that. great because of the actor. Yeah, would be so good, and he's got such good range within him too. I mean, he'd be able to play that straight man. I think to uh, to Deadpool, like oh, he'd be so he'd be great at it. And he does have comedy chops. Oh yeah, Yeah. the live chat brought up one that I somehow never thought of, and I love the man, Uh, Ray Stevenson, would be great. Who was that? Yeah. Who did uh, Blackbeard on... Um, on Black Sails. On Black Sails. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. missed that show. Yeah, I didn't sure. see that one. It's, it's good stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, yeah Ray Stevenson, good call. Good call, uh, All right, let me, uh, before, yeah. we, uh, before we move over to Venom... What's what? yours? Oh, I said David Harbour. Oh, that's right. I said David okay. Harbour. Uh, can I just throw this out? Here, here's one of the reasons I love uh, the idea of David Harbour. Um, he has been virtually... He's been in so much. Right. But he's one of those actors who... He's like, oh, he's good. I like this guy. But then he mm-hmm. hits Stranger Things, and it's like, and it's like oh, the oh, guy. oh, this guy. Oh, this. So I would love to see this guy's career just be like, oh, by the way, boom, now you're Cable and you're leading a giant franchise. Like, yeah. I just think that would be awesome. But Also, now, I love his work on Newsroom and him exploding into Stranger Things. Like, yeah. He's been one yeah. of those actors I've yeah. liked for a while. I'd love that. Yeah, so... So now it's between David Harbour and Fishburne. Like, you got me. <laughs> you, like, floored me on that one. That's I've never even thought about that. All right. Uh, real quick on Deadpool, still talking about it. Uh, Rhett Reese, uh, the writer, also teased new obscure characters in Deadpool 2. I think this is, you know, something that we kind of probably already more or less guessed at. Mm-hmm. But that being said, the quote is, Yeah, Cable and Domino grabbed the headlines on Deadpool, but there are definitely some more obscure characters that people know or that real diehards know. Uh, that will be in there just by virtue of we need a new villain and we need some new good guys to compliment Deadpool. But it's growing. Of course, it will be about the lunacy about Deadpool himself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. let me pose the question. Mm. Obscure characters that Fox owns the rights to, who would you love to see all of a sudden appearing in Deadpool? Either hero or villain. Ooh, I didn't think of this. Uh, can, I, can I throw one out? Yeah. Chamber. Chamber would be so much fun for me. Right? I can't even and that imagine. Would be so weird for Deadpool to play like this dude who has like a supernova in a his psionic voice. Right. Like, what like, is going on yeah. there? Like, that would I mean that well, would be like a tough effect unless he kind of covered it up. Like, that would be an expensive character to have. But well, is it is it like just completely assumed that they're going to have um, strife? No, 
None well, of did I say that one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can you have... <laughs> that is actually not a bad idea yeah. to like play it's with like that. It's like the most have... 90s. <laughs> like, Cable's already super 90s, then Strife is like, and evil hey. Cable, which is such a 90s move to have. Like, and the bad one. Yeah. Like, ha uh, I like, uh, like some of the weird new... Like, Warlock would be fun. Uh, like that oh, crazy, oh, whoa, okay. right? Like that if we're gonna, because be he can only be introduced weird. in Deadpool. Like you, yeah. can, I'm thinking character that literally can only okay. live in this universe, not in an X Men movie. So like Warlock Chamber, I love. Uh, I think it'd be fun to introduce Husk because like Deadpool would freak out about <laughs> oh her. Like Husk. like I'm thinking yeah. like the yeah. weird ones that are yeah, like no, uh, you're like going generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Empath would be fun. M. You know who else would be fun? Mm. Um, random. Do you random. Random. Would be great. Do you remember Random? No. He was the. He was this weird gray hulking dude and his hands. whose hands he could change into a variety of weapons like like he the could change like he his... was uh terminator 2 <laughs> was it the, the t1 3000 ish but only his arms and he his arms were very like plasticine and he could change them into blades or, or guns stabby weapons or, or guns gu- wait yeah no i know wait. i know where does he get the bullets from i don't know is it like gallstones mist it's a mystical, magical mutant power. But, but here's here's how I quit. Here's here's how I think of random. Even when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, this is how I thought of him. That the comic, I think he was probably created by Rob Liefeld. He's a total. Oh yeah, he's a Liefeld if, creation. If he sure. wasn't a Rob Liefeld, like I don't like. There's no other better person to invent this character than mm-hmm. Rob Liefeld. I, I would be surprised if it wasn't Rob Liefeld. But uh, I, I remember. Okay. <laughs> When I was a kid, one of my favorite things to do would be like to put paper towel tubes on my arm and pretend that I was had tank tank arm. That's why you okay. like random. This this explains a lot. This and explains like, a whole lot. And like I feel like he's that guy. The person who invented ra- like random Definitely did that. Also yeah. did that. So like I feel like random was like a, like Rob Liefeld's ten year old self going. This would be awesome. <laughs> I hope it's someone's kid just walked by doing that. And he was like mutant. Yeah. Um, so like. Uh, and random, random would be much fun. like Warlock could only be introduced there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Those characters, the weird ones, the ones that uh, I'd also. We both love Jamie Madrox. I'd love to see Multiple oh, Man. Oh my yeah. god, I would love to see Multiple Man. But he deserves <laughs> his own. He deserves like an FX series with what they're doing with Legion. Yeah, that's give, amazing. Give Multiple Man his own FX. Yeah, Twitter. Series. We uh, Legion. I figure after Iron Fist, we can be able to dive into Legion more. Like in general, Iron yeah. Fist was yeah. just like the Netflix. But Legion, I definitely want to talk Oof. about more. Yeah, often, yeah, but, we'll but talk about that. Just like, like next week. Yeah. Oof. So we don't so we don't good. forget Legion Twitter. Yeah. We're, yeah. We haven't forgotten it. We're just going to save it for probably like a special episode. Yeah. Kind of Not a special episode, but... When we like have the, the capacity. The whole yeah. thing. Because Talk we realize that we will be talking about Iron Fist. We will give it time. I know yep. that there, yep. that was a complaint yep. before with Logan. Uh, so, uh, let's move on. Yeah, yeah. Red Mutants. Yes. There's yep. Logan. Yep. 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 Uh, Venom. Venom news. Mm. We're getting Venom. Mm. That's the news. We're getting Venom. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Next year. Yeah. 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 What? Next, next year, October 5th. Now, next year. I tweeted something, and I hope it's true, and I hope I theorized a thing. Yeah. It'd be the greatest thing in the world mm-hmm. for me. What if life is a backdoor pilot prequel I don't for think Venom? It is. I think it would be amazing, but I don't think it what is. What if yeah. they pulled a spoiler alert for a decent film in theaters right now? Spoiler, spoiler. Split ending where the end is literally a okay, thing. Okay, but you don't have to say specifically what the ending is. I didn't. I'm not. I won't. Okay. I won't. I'm okay. going to do that. Right, uh, cool. If it does a thing where uh, they literally set up an entire franchise from a moment and it's tied beautifully because they wrote, the writers of life wrote a Venom draft. The oh, writers, no, I know. The writers of life... Yeah, Paul Wernick and Rhett Reese. ...are involved in yeah. that world, and it features an alien coming from space. 
Yeah, but he's coming from Mars. That yeah. means Venom is Martian. That's almost better than him coming from nowhere and not being tied to Spider-Man in any way. <laughs> because that's what they're doing next year, apparently. Uh, so, yeah. uh, and so a, Joey Harrison, that answers your question. He said, it's Oh, question. did he? Did he ask yeah, he's like, how do you, how Hi, do you Joey Harrison. about that? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it'll be amazing. I'm saying it'll be amazing. It's my dream. And and yeah. the writers, by the way, they were asked specifically about this at South by Southwest, and they said uh, they didn't deny it. So like that just added even more fuel to the fire. But I think they also knew what they were doing. What happened was they announced the movie Venom while I was watching a life trailer. Like I just happened to yeah. be like life was on, and I was like. Way like up. yeah, and then I yeah. and ever yeah. since I've been just like dreaming. Uh, before mm-hmm. we, before we uh, get too much more into Venom, I just want to say we we mentioned um, Legion and Alan Sizzler is watching our show. He t- he texted me going, "I'm in for Legion." <laughs> so okay. Alan, we'll, we'll, we'll have definitely Alan. have you in. Yeah, so I Matt Key confirms we'll have Alan. On the- <laughs> that I can confirm. I, I can confirm things on my own show. Yeah. Oh, that's so, that's fair. Uh, uh, so Venom also brought on two screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is according to Exhibitor Relations. They are now working with Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, who are brainstorming ideas for the film. Uh, so there's that. Yeah, I'm cool. scared they're cool, cool. brainstorming ideas a year out. Yeah. Should they not so, have ideas? No, So no, no, no. They're brainstorming. Whatever. It doesn't take that here's, long to make so a movie. Before, before we move on, uh, I want to say, here's what I think they're doing with Venom. Uh, it's going to be completely separate from Spider-Man. It's going to be Sony's rated R Spider-Man. Because ooh. Sony is like, oh, we need to get into the rated R superhero game. Mm-hmm. And that's they exactly what that. this is. It, it and that's why it's completely became. separate from the Avengers franchise. They're like, well, we don't need mm-hmm. to tie it into the Avengers. We want to do our own thing. We want it to be a rated R film because that's what Fox is doing. And they've right. had wild success and audiences want that. But we can't make Spider-Man yeah. rated R. We, we could so make Venom. Carnage. Exactly. Talk about an R-rated film. only way get Carnage. <laughs> my guess. Wah. My guess. Wow. You stole it right from me. That's going to be the movie. Well, that's how you do it. Like, yeah. you can't put yeah. that... Tom Holland, Spider-Man, it. and Carnage don't exist in the same universe. Yeah. And they, they that, can't. I have to accept yeah. that. They can't. But Venom as Lethal Protector, the 90s R-rated mm-hmm. fun, mm-hmm. like, hijack... I, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. hope it starts with life. It will not. Uh, let's move on. Chris life, Evans. Life finds a way. Life <laughs> finds a way. I knew it was... I, you, I felt it. You, I felt it. You can oh, get <laughs> out. Darren, will you please claw him and then take his seat? Thank you. Hey, uh, actually, you know what, River, you do week. it. <laughs> River, come up here. She's pretty proficient at it. He's about to yeah. get claw stuck in me. That's fair. No. Uh, you gotta get the other one out. Hold on. Just one. <laughs> I'd like uh, to go painlessly. I'll have X-23 handed it. Yeah. She'll kick you. Uh, <laughs> so, Chris Evans might be done with Captain America after Avengers Infinity War, which yeah. I don't think any of us are surprised to hear. Totally understand. Totally understand. That's um, that's a lot of your life. Yeah, man. Yep. That's a lot yep. of your life that happened. And you're you're an actor. You want to do other yeah. things. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, he I mean, he's been doing produce, it for like direct, eight years, you know? nine years now. I know he wants to direct, and he is. Uh, I, you know, I I read that entire. So this is coming from an a, an article he did in Esquire. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and he did not him. I, I will caution. Like he did not. He himself did not say this. Evans did not say, "I'm done with Captain America. Let's go surfing, guys." Like he didn't say that. Uh, I don't know why I That's threw that That's good. Yeah. 
think Chris Evans is a Who's sucker that? dude? I'm glad Chris Evans didn't do I was like, making fun of my own voice. Because I was like, I'm good, good. I was like, why am I a surfer all of a sudden? Uh, I just got to catch some waves, bro. I don't have time for the shield when I got my board. Listen, bro, I got to catch some waves. You I, see these baby blues? I, they long for the ocean. Chris yeah. Evans, I know you're watching this show. We're and sorry. I know that, uh, please know, I'm not, I'm not saying that you're a surfer because I, I don't. And maybe you are. And there's nothing wrong with being a surfer. You're there's not a nothing wrong with oh, that. Oh, oh, I'm digging the hole deeper. Stop it. Uh, it was the, the writer of the article who inferred, inferred suggested, saying uh, that, um, here's the full quote that okay. led up to this. Uh, settling in on the couch, Evans groans. Evans explains that he's hurting all over because he just started his workout routine the day before to get in the shape for the next two Captain America films. The movies will be shot back to back beginning in April. After that, no more red, white, and blue costume for the 35-year-old. He will have fulfilled his contract. This interviewer is very inquisitive. I know. <laughs> soft-spoken. I can yeah. tell a lot of thinking yeah. does. Like, I, I needed some popcorn. It's like a film noir. I'm yeah, like, oh, yeah. what's going to happen Just now? imagine the blinds. Yeah. Pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Mar- Marquia, you, you, you're adorable when you eat popcorn. Delicious. I think Evans, much like Downey Jr., has made a character uh, greater than its original like pieces. Like I, I always liked Cap, yeah. but I never read Cap. I never loved yeah. Cap. Like yeah. he made Chris Evans made Captain America three dimensional you know, for me. We, so. we we have not talked about comics this entire show. Mm-hmm. Ed Brubaker. If you haven't read Captain America by Ed Brubaker, go do that. You're doing yourself a disservice. Go do that. Uh, but I, I really feel that Chris Evans channeled the Brubaker. Oh, absolutely. And, and he like, made the yeah. character have more dimensions than a lot of the writers ever do. And, yeah. and I will always thank Chris Evans for making Cap Cap. Yeah. yeah. So. so if he's and done, he, he's earned it. He embodies some of the morality that uh, Captain America does mm-hmm. in just like everyday real life, which yeah. I really appreciate. Yeah. I really yeah. do. Really, I love really that does. he won't be quiet on Twitter. I love that he won't yeah. let a mm-hmm. giant, he's literally the face of America, and he will not let that keep him from being America. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, you got something you want to throw in yeah, about Chris uh, Evans? Well, one, yeah, same thing. I was never a big, huge Captain America fan. I liked him, but mm-hmm. I think Chris Evans, his character, I mean, first, his two solo films, the, the latest two, I think, mm-hmm. are some of the top that Marvel has done. Both that would Winter be Soldier Winter Soldier and Civil War? And Civil right. War. Um, but I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to do something like uh, uh, like Downey did and just renegotiate contracts because he wants to direct. Yeah. And he has Disney wanting him to be in films. Yeah. That's a deal right there. Sure, I'll do, uh, you know, I'll go and do these couple extra films that aren't my own films, that are group films, and then I want to direct these projects and you guys are going to bankroll them for me. That's not a bad... That would be, that would probably be the smartest, I think, position he could do because it's a great character. It -hmm. will pay his bills. He will get lots of, of, you know, uh, demand for it. Mm -hmm. But then he could have the maneuvering room to be able to do the smaller projects that he probably wants to do without yeah. having to worry about paychecks and affordability yeah. and, and all of that thing. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, yeah. I, I great can, point. I can get on board with that. And yeah. I think he like he's got the two best Marvel. I mean, arguably two of the best Marvel movies, Winter Soldier and Civil War, are are among the top four. Whatever you think, those are probably in there in your list as well. Uh, so I think at this point they want him to do as much as possible. So I think he's already directed two or one one thing going on in the second. So I, I think it's a great leverage. Uh, I just want him to retire when it feels right like we got Hugh Jackman too. Yeah. I want him to make yeah. sure he's not doing it past his prime. Well, and, and again, I want to point out that uh, we're coming up on phase four. Like Avengers Infinity, like the second Infinity War film, whatever that is, actually ends up being right, That's battle the, world. What's that? Battle world. Battle world. Battle world. Uh, Secret Wars two by <laughs> Jonathan Hickman. Uh, that's what they'll 
Avengers <laughs> Secret Wars 2 in, uh, by oh, Jonathan Hickman. Hickman. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know the Jonathan Hickman Secret Wars, not the it's, first it's one from '85. No, not that one. But it's a act- really long tagline. <laughs> what is? What is that? Hold on, this cast is huge. Jonathan Hickman. Why do I care about this? Um, yeah, so I, I think that Phase Four is important to keep in mind because they're they're also going to lose, uh, like start losing Hemsworth, uh, 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 you know, Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. You know, like all those contracts are coming due. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to have to change in a whole completely new direction, and I think probably the last two Avengers films will address how they transition over mm-hmm. into something yeah. new. I'm excited. And, so. yeah. and we've alluded to that for like, interviews for the last five years have been like, so Chris Evans is done. Like, it's yeah. been a long yeah. time coming. It's been a long time it's coming. Hot. So, like, this news wasn't, like, it didn't floor me. Like, I didn't pass out and, like, crash my car. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. Cindy being yeah. more like Doctor Strange. <laughs> <laughs> Well done, sir. Well done. You can stay. You can stay. You can stay. You don't have to get out. You can stay. I'm going to let you back in. Black Panther. Yeah. I'm so glad that you reminded me about this news because we talked about it. We did. We talked about it on Screen Junkies. Yeah. I am a busy, busy man, Marquis. I can't think of it. I don't remember things anymore. I'm getting old. I'm getting real, real old. Black Panther news. Daniel Kaluuya said of the film, and this is in an interview that he gave to GQ. Uh, this is an Af- African blockbuster. This is like Game of Thrones. This is crazy. Uh, that's the first quote that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to throw in that I think this is really cool. Ryan Coogler is just, man, he's like us. He's a normal dude in a Golden State hat and a Tupac t-shirt. Directing the whole set is the most beautiful thing to see. I just yeah. That excites me to no end. Yeah. He's like, not a biggie guy. It excites me, too. I'm glad he's a Tupac. <laughs> I'm much more of a Tupac guy, so I agree. All right, you, you're that back on the get out. You're back on the get out. <laughs> I'm just saying I wanted to know which side of the gang where you fell on. And now I know. I don't, oh, I don't fall on either side. I fall on the side of peace. Oh, boy. okay. Well, between Bloods and Crips, I'm glad I know it. I fall on the side of let's have both. Well, Wakanda's okay, clearly so a Tupac more of nation. more Marley, then. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll side with Marley, thanks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just know Wakanda's a Tupac nation now, and I'm happy about it. It's all I want to know. All right, good to know. Okay. okay. Uh, so, but the Game of Thrones is what I want to highlight. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's interesting. So what we have, I, I don't have the quote in front of me. I don't, yeah, I don't have it. Uh, Kevin Feige said that he, he referred to it as a geopolitical action adventure. This is mm-hmm. back, I think, in December. Uh, I think maybe Empire. Yeah. Now we've got Daniel Kaluuya saying it's Game of Thrones. I think we can infer a few things from this. Yes. From these two quotes. Yeah, not not so much the incest. That, that's not. Yeah, not the not, inappropriate brother, not, sister, no, sibling relationships. That. No. No. Just like uh, the political action. Sure. Yes. Do you want to? Do you want to take this and run? Uh, well, you know, there's a there's a number of things of why he would think like that. There's a lot of different, just like with Game of Thrones, how there's like different factions. I'm going to use that term, factions, mm-hmm. for that. For Game of Thrones, where you have the Wildlings, you have um, mm-hmm. the Starks, you have uh, Foresters. If you play the game, <laughs> um, so like with uh, Black Panther, there's a lot of different factions. There's like the White Gorilla Cult. There's mm-hmm. the Lion Cult. There's um, uh, crocodile cult, yeah. The line cult is a uh, Sakmeet, and Sobek is the uh, uh, head of uh, crocodile cult. But they, they have Mbaku in there with the white gorilla cult. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these there's all these shifting pieces, and not even starting about outside influences. Yeah, um, like Moreland. <laughs> I, I doubt that's going to be in here. I think that probably actually belongs to Spider Man. Uh, I think they would the, probably keep okay. I might I might have there, said the wrong Moreland, the the guy who mm-hmm. captures the. Animal essences, the the what are those called? The 
Totems? Totems, thank Totems. you. Yeah. Okay, well then, let's uh, say a Shibe, and uh, you've got Eric Killmonger. If they there's didn't all have a Shibe shifting... in there, I'd be surprised. Yeah, there's all these uh, shifting alliances, all this shift for power, and with that, that's very Game of Thrones-esque. Yeah. That and the, it's just expansive. Yeah. I mean, Wakanda is this, you know, one country in Africa, but there's so much intrigue there. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of uh, tribal fights that kind of go on there's some mm-hmm. battles that go on some some tiny little civil war like within the country kind of things yes um I, but uh we've got so we've got mbaku being played by winston duke right. uh, mbaku also is known as a uh, man ape mm-hmm. and he comes from the white gorilla cult yeah um i think his first appearance was actually in avengers Okay. I can't remember. Anyway, early on in the Avengers, like around 79 or something. Uh, then we've also got Eric Killmonger, who's being played by Michael B. Jordan. Yes, that's going to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Which is, I just don't even, I can't. Like, I just don't even, I and can't. He's who yes. I want for Black Panther, so when, well, I like Chadwick now yeah. that I know. I didn't yeah. have as much exposure sure. to him, but now that he's the cast as the uh, antagonist, I'm, I can yeah. be more happy. My, my first yeah. thought when I heard Game of Thrones was uh, that basically the throne was the mantle of Black Panther. Like, my, yeah. as soon as yeah, I heard sorry, it, I thought I over, like, them fighting for the mantle of Black Panther, because it's it's hereditary and it's a powerful position, but it's also a position you have to earn and you have to fight for, and then people, like, lobby for it. So for me, the Game of Thrones analogy became a Panther power play. Play. Yeah. So all these yeah. characters, all these factions fighting for one supreme leadership felt like very Game of Thronesy. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I totally agree. I, I think with T'Chaka gone, mm-hmm. I think that's going to immediately create vacuum. sort of like a power vacuum. Like, like it, it doesn't need to be there because like Prince T'Challa is there, so he should be able to in- immediately inherit the throne. But I do think that uh, Killmonger and Mbaku will see this and be like, no, 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 we. We do not like the Panther Clan's rule. We should be in charge, and I think that there's gonna they're gonna challenge Black Panther essentially to for the throne, which happens in the comics. Yeah, yeah. Often. And in fact, um, Killmonger actually is Black Panther for yeah. for a little bit. That was until... in the Christopher Priest run, right? Uh, like, I'm not certain. I think I... it was like early 2000s. I think it was Christopher okay. the Christopher Priest run. I, yeah, I might he be didn't wrong. he didn't have it for long, but he had it. Yeah. So there's that. And then um, also another nice parallel is um, Shuri, who is not on the IMDb page, no. who I would have loved. To have been on the I would love Shuri for to be like she's she's like the Arya for Game of Thrones. I like that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that. I can get behind that. Like it's destiny. It Uh, will happen no matter what. (laughs) All right, let's uh, let's move on. Guardians. Let's see. Before we get to Iron Fist, we still have uh, Guardians and. Oh, we have the live reads. I've got that. Oh, that's that's later. Uh, James Gunn said, "Ego, the Living Planet, is the biggest visual effect ever." Wow. It's a very large claim. Here's the exact quote. Uh, this is on Empire Online. By the way, uh, there's a new article of Empire coming out this week, and apparently the cover story is Guardians. So, like, I think you can look for that on Thursday or Friday. There will probably be some fun new reveals in that. Uh, and we'll be talking about that next week if there are. But uh, we do have this little preview. The quote from James Gunn is, We have over a trillion polygons on Ego's planet. It's the biggest visual effect of all time. There's nothing even close to it, which is cool. <laughs> I've never I don't know why, it. like, I'm making fun of James Gunn. I love James yeah. Gunn. Like, Every I, voice I today, Chris Evans the surfer, James Gunn the weird, like, Wall Street guy, <laughs> voiceover yeah, guy, John guy. Hickman. Yeah. Uh, I I'm so bad at voices. have never heard stuck. trillion used yeah. literally. Trillion. I've only heard it, like, figuratively and, like, sure. ah, trillion uh-huh. A trillion? Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let me throw this out here. We're looking at this picture right now. Uh, this, so... It, this uh, these pictures were all chosen on purpose by me, okay. Uh, because the same image that Empire Online uh, 
so in so sorry the article on empire online referenced uh the fractal art of an artist named hal tenny t-e-n-n-y so i was like well i who's this hal tenny guy i'm gonna go look up this hal tenny guy he's apparently like one of the foremost fractal art artists i don't even fully know what that means a lot of acid nice. uh yeah yeah probably so uh, but they said that they referenced him as the one of the main concept artists helping create Ego. So mm-hmm. I went and looked up his DeviantArt page and another page. Uh, let me see. I wrote it down here. Uh, Fine Art America. For those that are uh, not watching live, uh, the first picture was uh, it was Gamora and uh, Star-Lord standing on a balcony, um, stretched out, holding each other's hands. And there's like this epic dancing. landscape. Yeah. yeah, they're dancing. There's this epic landscape um, um Behind them. Yeah. Or in and, front of them. And then let's move on to the next picture real quick. Uh, uh, we're, again, thank you, Marquia, for the, the iTunes listeners who can't see the image. Uh, we're looking at, like, the big, broad uh, expanse of uh, a planet. And you've seen it in the trailer. All of these images came from the trailer. Yeah. Uh, and it's it's the, the ship is leaving, uh, is landing down. This is the planet where, like, those floating bubbles are happening and everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he pointed to these, this, this artist, Hal Tenney, pointed to these images as um, being inspired by his fractal art. Nice. So, I came to the conclusion, this is, this is just me doing some sleuthing on my own, I came to the conclusion that if he is pointing at these images and saying, uh, this is all fractal art, and we also know that he was the concept artist who helped on Ego, we can all pretty, make a pretty safe assumption that this is all Ego. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yes. yes so, we uh, right now we're looking at that picture that happens... At the very end of the trailer, right before Mantis gets hit by the debris, uh, and Drax has this funny line, like, I, I tried to help her. Did you guys, I tried to warn her, whatever that line was. Uh, that apparently happens on Ego. At least this is this is the conclusion I'm drawing. Like, Which I'm, makes sense that Ego you know, would be uh, sentient enough to attack, and that's funny. Especially yeah. in that comedy moment. And yeah. it makes sense that we have a trillion polygons if it's an entire like set location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which means like all of Ego is a green screen, and then they had to render it, which is banana sandwich. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, do yourself a favor... Uh, if you want to get a preview of what some of Ego may end up looking like, some of the environments may look like on Ego and the planet himself and how the mouth is going to move, whatever else that even exists, mm. uh, go check out, uh, go Google Hal Tenney. It's H-A-L is the first name. Last name is T-E-N-N-Y. Uh, and I think that you'll see some pretty cool stuff. I, like I said, uh, I went to his Deviant Art page. That's where I pulled all this stuff. Uh, and then he also has... Uh, fineartamerica.com he has a profile there where he has a lot of his own images i forgot to pull his work right uh but it's but all they can it's fine that they can you yeah. can go, go look go look that up you're gonna uh, appreciate what you see um and you're immediately going to see oh i have actually seen all of this concept art in the trailer and didn't know it mm. like nice. it's all like whoa okay that's really cool so uh, anyway, so let's move on real quick. James Gunn teases the involvement, his involvement in Infinity War, saying he's been heavily involved with what the Guardians are doing in Infinity War, and he uh, gave the director, the Russo brothers, tons of advice on how to direct the actors, uh, talked to them a lot during shooting, and talked to the actors a lot during the shooting. So that's exciting. Uh, and he also, here's another big one for Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. He hints that Sylvester Stallone's role 
And we also just found out that Michael Rosenbaum is in the film. I didn't even <laughs> did we know that? No, we no, didn't. We and didn't. I'm so excited, man. I, I, yeah. I liked him in Smallville. All of Smallville mainly for Michael Rosenbaum. When he mm-hmm. left, real sad. Yeah. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is incredible. He's such a funny comedian. Mm-hmm. He's got mm-hmm. so much good work beyond just Smallville. Mm-hmm. Like, go watch Sorority Boys. You should. Yeah. Uh, just, I like the great. tweet that he sent about that. Where he's Wait, like, did he? I didn't hear see the tweet. Oh, no, what was the tweet? James, uh, where, where he said like, "What's the use of having a, a friend that you know can?" You know that won't cast you in my huge action blockbuster. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah. that's fair. Something that's like fair. that. Yeah, yeah, because him and James Gunn are like homies, like yeah. as far as hangout frenzy. So yeah. I was really, I was hoping much like Jimmy Uringer uh, from from Mindless Love Indulgence got yeah. in the movie. Like I love that James Gunn just has awesome friends that he can put in the Guardians. So awesome. <laughs> so uh, so here's the quote. Uh, this was on the Adam Carolla podcast. Uh, James Gunn talking to him said. We do have a couple characters who are very important to the Marvel Universe who are going to be making their debut in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, which people don't know about. Sylvester Stallone plays one of these characters. And he also added, I will say that my friend Michael Rosenbaum also has a pretty decent role in the movie as well, and it sort of works in tandem with Sly's character. Uh, he later on said, mm. I think people will find out very, very soon. Look for clues and you will find out the character Sylvester Stallone plays. I don't mm-hmm. actually know what that... Uh, that means but <laughs> i have no idea i just know that i'm excited to steeze alone and rosenbaum like yeah. each other so uh i i put my thinking cap on mm-hmm. okay and i i think and, and and i talked about this on screen junkies but i also want to talk about it on this show because this is our show yeah uh i think stallone so when i saw the footage at comic-con uh they showed like three quarters of a second of stallone Turning around, looking really mad, and dressed in a Novacore outfit. Mm-hmm. So I think, unless he's imitating a Novacore officer or is a shapeshifter mm-hmm. and can do that, which I don't think he is, mm-hmm. uh, I think that it's entirely possible that he is the original Nova, Richard Ryder, mm-hmm. okay. or that he is Jesse Alexander, the father to Sam Alexander, who goes on to become mm-hmm. one of the last remaining Nova members and that I th- that's my favorite option for that if Rosenbaum's a Nova Corps if he becomes Nova in any if there's a Michael Rosenbaum Nova movie I will lose my mind that sounds <laughs> yeah. like heaven because yeah. he's so funny and he's yeah. like he's young he, enough to play yeah. it for a long time and yeah. he's like yeah I'd never yes please yeah I, do, I don't think that he is. I would like that. I No, I know. I'm hearing that. But like, if that. Stallone is like the elder and he is the younger, please. But, but, uh, I find uh, it really interesting that whenever we're doing our casting, the first thing we're like is like, yeah, they'll be doing this for eight years. Like, that's yeah. like a definite. That's a de- like, we just accept no that as baseline. That's a baseline. <laughs> There's, there, this is a cinematic universe. This doesn't yeah. exist any other way. Uh, so, it, it, and again, I don't know that Richard Ryder is necessary. Um, but here's what I think would be cool if Stallone was either Jesse Alexander or Richard Ryder. It would be cool because it would establish that humans have been in space for a lot longer. And that opens up so many more possible, like, possible mm-hmm. storytell- right. like, uh, uh, storytelling options. Like we can even sort of like go back to before Guardians. We can go back and tell stories that happened before yeah. Thanos and like stuff like that, you know. Galaxy far, far uh-huh. away yeah, yeah, a long yeah. time ago. That's what I'm trying to do. Mm-hmm. Disney is bringing <laughs> the Nova into Star Wars. I hear Wars. prequels in space do very well. I hear they're well written. <laughs> I hear they're often All right, a lot you can, of yeah. You can come yeah, back they're... in. You can come yes. back in. You are back and forth today, sir. Well, you are just, back yeah. and forth. The wall. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, but I, I really honestly think that it would be cool to bring in Sam, Sam Alexander as a young Nova like with with his dad being Stallone, that's awesome. Like I, think that's I would love cool. that, and it would be great to get a Hispanic 
like superhero in this universe. That would be great. You know, someone besides, uh, well, uh, no, I guess that's like Fox. Um, uh, what, what was his name? Richter. Richter? Richter. Uh, from Logan. From Logan? At the end? At the end? I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know the actor's name. Oh, but I mean, yeah. like, but, yeah. he's, yeah. Someone who's more than just superhero. like a, you were in the film for like five minutes and you did some awesome <laughs> stuff, but exactly. here's a franchise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, I would like that too. <laughs> Uh, and it's necessary. Uh, for Michael Rosenbaum, here's my idea. I don't know if you guys remember this. A couple, maybe a month ago, there was a new rumor. I don't even know if we covered it on the show because I was just like, ah, whatever. But now, paying a little bit more attention with Michael Rosenbaum all of a sudden involved, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Legends released uh, their preview of their Guardians toy line. And in that was Darkhawk. And everyone was like, oh my God, is Darkhawk in the movie? And everyone was like, no, Darkhawk's not in the movie. It's just a toy. <laughs> but now we're finding out Michael Rosenbaum Dude. is oh. in the movie. Uh, so Darkhawk starts off as a street-level fighter. Okay. But eventually they discover, uh, what's his name? Chris Powell, right? Yeah. Christopher Powell. <laughs> he discovers that he can go to space and survive in space in this android form. So Darkhawk... I'm getting way ahead of myself. Mm. Darkhawk. Yeah. Uh, he, a, a boy named Christopher Powell discovers the Darkhawk crystal and discovers that he can active, like he can transfer his consciousness into this giant android body that's really <laughs> badass and can do a lot of awesome fighting. Right. And it can survive in space. Anyway. Dude, he's uh, like, he's, yeah, I'm losing the idea of like him. And then like Night Thrasher comes yep. in because why not? And sure. Like, why not? <laughs> Night Thrasher in space. The 90s. Uh, I just like everything in space. In space. Oh, uh, also, uh, one of James Gunn's favorite characters is Rom Space Knight. <laughs> I doubt that uh, Michael Rosenbaum is playing Rom the Space Knight, but why not? Why not? Uh, but if uh, we wanted to say that he was important to the Marvel Universe, uh, which is the quote, he mm-hmm. said he's important to the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe, maybe he's establishing these two characters for uh, uh, later on with like Infinity War. Maybe they actually show up in Infinity War to help fight Thanos. That's why they're important. Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. And if that's the case, they would probably be cosmic elders. And ah. it would be fun to see Michael Rosenbaum as someone like... George in betweener, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all and all that great Jeff Goldblum get up like mm-hmm. he, uh, like a regal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was looking pretty snazzy actually. Uh, I like it, it. I like the one that you have here, the gardener. I think mm-hmm. that'd be perfect. The gardener, by the way, is one of my favorite cosmic elders. <laughs> uh, he um he has a garden. <laughs> he has a cosmic garden with yeah. Garden. yeah. He has a cosmic garden, and in that cosmic garden, he has. Every bit of foliage that's ever existed in the history of the universe. Every, every bit. bit. And he go- he watches it all himself. You want to know how he does it? He has the time stone. <laughs> doesn't even know it. He doesn't even know that he has the time stone. He just he just has it. And he's like, oh. I happen to have a green thumb. And then Thanos comes in uh, the uh, Thanos quest. And he's like, <laughs> it's not the green thumb that you have. It's the time stone. And you're able to manipulate all these things to live. Mm-hmm. The most mundane use of the time so, stone possible. I, like, yo, I, I got them leaves, son. I like, love it. Anytime I see <laughs> across a character it. that like I'm like, that guy, it's like Matt's favorite. Yep. He's like Bulldog's yep. obscure gardening characters. Yep. That, yep. that would make him a very important part of the Marvel universe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, man. It would. Even, but and that's something already... you'd cast your friend as. <laughs> Gardener's got a garden, bro. It and you just gotta do it forever. But by the way, there's also a cosmic elder named the Runner. You know what he does? You know what he does? What what does he do? He what runs. could he possibly? Wow! Like the was almost a Flash. They got real close, so maybe he, he played a Flash after all. You know, you know what he actually? You know what he's actually not running though. You know what he actually it's just has? Speed walking. Yeah, yeah he speed walks. Exactly. Yeah, he he he's in a target. He just speed walks around a target. Uh, you know what he? You know you know what stone he has? 
I, I don't know which door we're going to go. The Space Stone. Mm. It's not actually running fast. He can just transport himself across the entire universe. And he <laughs> himself is like, I'm running very fast. But Thanos is like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You have the Space Stone, bro. It's the weirdest use of, oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I'm just glad we got Rosamond in the Marvel Universe, and yeah. he's the, the DC Universe has had him with voiceover for some time. I'm glad he's. Joined. Let me also throw out just very. We've got to move on. I'm yeah. taking way too long in this. Eternity, Living Tribunal, Adam Warlock, or Magus. He could be on any of those two. Those could all be important. Whatever we've already <laughs> talked about. Talk about yes. the no, I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just thinking that yes, of course, hide some of the most important universal singularities in like mm-hmm. the most simple thinking people mm-hmm. possible. Mm-hmm. No one would ever expect to find the Time Stone in a garden. Because yep. some people just don't have time for bonsai. That's yeah, right. exactly. Right now. <laughs> it's incredible what we've accomplished. But I mean, the Cosmic Gardener, he has time because he's got the time stone. <laughs> yeah. so, but it would be awesome if he was Eternity. Like, Can you imagine like Michael Rosenbaum as Eternity? Just hey, The that. living embodiment love that. of all that of our universe would be pretty oh, awesome. So all right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is also happening, but uh, we've got to move on. So that's just Guardians of the 3 is... Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is happening. Who knew? Shocked. Shocking. Shocked. All right. Uh, Before we move on to Doom's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Minute, uh, I want to take a minute to tell everybody that's listening to our show about one of our wonderful sponsors, Blue Apron. I thought we'd go with a minute of time. (laughs) Nope. I want to talk. With me, this is going to be the most torturous thing because I'm starving right now. I'm very hungry, and I'm now going to talk about delicious food. Uh, that I would love to have in my mouth and into my belly right now. And that is Blue Apron. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service in the country. Uh, Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone, which they do. We all know because we've done it. Uh, And uh, they achieve this by supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, and building a community of home chefs. Uh, they have upcoming meals, salmon piccata with orzo and broccoli. Yes. They had me at broccoli. Fantastic. Uh, salmon piccata sounds amazing. Orzo, I'm on board. But broccoli, that's a top five for me. Like, <laughs> you got me. Uh, they also have pork chops and miso butter with bok choy, a marinated apple, vegetable chili, and baked sweet potatoes with crispy tortilla strips. Mm-hmm. Lastly, upcoming meal, spicy shrimp coconut curry with cabbage and rice. Yes. So, which one of those would you want? Um, I'm going to do the salmon piccata. Yeah? Yes. Yeah, that's the one I'm doing. Because oh. it's got broccoli. And I like salmon. I do like oh, okay. salmon. Okay, then I'll do the pork chops and miso butter okay. with bok choy. Great, you can have that one. I'll go caramel. I'll get the curry. The curry sounds real good. The the mm-hmm. the, 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 the spicy shrimp mm-hmm. coconut curry? I'm a spicy guy. Yeah, that does sound good. Going for that it. That does yeah. sound good. Something I really appreciate with them is that also uh, you can recycle everything. Like you just, you have to have at least two deliveries worth. Yeah. You put it back in the box and you print up a label and then you can send that oh, back. Yeah. I didn't know. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 So e- if you're worried about all those little sustainability bottles. even more. There you go. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me for less than $10 per person per meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with pre-portioned ingredients to make delicious home-cooked meals. Uh, you have a variety of new recipes each week. Uh, so like you, you, you don't have to, you're not repeating meals. It's not like you only have like 10 choices. They have almost infinite choices you can go yeah. on there and it's always different it's, they're always choosing something different mm-hmm. um they uh each meal comes with a step-by-step easy to follow recipe card pre-portioned ingredients and can be prepared in 40 minutes or less that is which true. i'm hi- super hyper busy like mm-hmm. Brittany hardly ever gets time with me anymore and my wife so mm-hmm. like 40 minutes or less is i need that that's important to me mm-hmm. uh so check out this week's menu get your first three meals for free with shipping 
How do they do it? Uh, blueapron.com slash Marvel. You'll love how good it feels, tastes, to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron. So don't wait. Blueapron.com slash Marvel. Yeah. yeah so uh, now it is time for one more. Is uh, it time? Plug. It's time. It's time for one more. Uh, is and it that is time? it's time. Uh, that is MVMT watches or <laughs> movement, just without the vowels. Uh, and it's uh, time for vowels. Coy, you I don't I'm not even gonna read the copy because you I am a I am a passionate fan. You're of a passionate MVMT. fan. I do not MVMT. have the copy, I just have our rundown, and I will say from the heart <laughs> that these guys do the coolest thing where they don't have yeah. physical stores, they only have the online use of their merchandise so they pass the savings of not having to pay employees of not having to I mean I'm sure they pay the guys <laughs> yeah, but they don't pay people like, right. to turn lights on they don't pay like physical places they literally charge you a reasonable rate for a quality watch and that is so hard to find as a guy that likes watches uh, I you, love this watch yeah you get compliments yeah. all the time you yep. don't have to go to a oh, yeah. Nordstrom's or deal with very snooty people you can just pick your watch online and no offense to Nordstrom's offense to yeah uh, but um, they're also not a sponsor of ours so. yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah I just love the idea that you can literally get a quality product at a reasonable price because we know that it's hard to afford the world like it's an expensive place so uh, you can still look good and dress good and be sophisticated with MVMT watches and through us you can get I believe it's 15% off get 15% off day with free shipping and free returns if you get the watch and you're like maybe not you won't you won't. you won't. And they start at $95. So $95 free shipping. 15% off of 95 is what? Uh, nine, half of nine, four, fifty, thirteen, fifty, thirteen, fifty off of 95. We're talking like 81.50 for a watch. Wow. Free shipping. With free shipping, free returns by going to mvmtwatches.com slash Marvel. You'll get 15% off. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. lo- I love this watch. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I wear I it all the time. I'm not a watch guy. I haven't same. been a watch guy for ten years. I am not a watch person, yeah. but this, yeah, I love this. And I got the the Boulevard Hermosa finally, which is all yeah. rose gold. And they yeah. do pay for their they, they pay their employees. I'm just saying they don't have physical stores. Uh, they're going to make you. us read the copy next yeah. time. Yeah, like, he says we don't pay anyone, so this Great. guy send your watch quite, back. Quite confirms. <laughs> quite confirms. Uh, anyway, so uh, yeah. make sure that you help help us out help us stay on air by visiting uh, blue apron signing up for that visiting mvmt yeah. watches visiting them we're giving you discounts and they keep us on the air so uh thank you very much and now we have we don't have a new agents of shield but we do have a new <laughs> yes doom minute because i think he might be going stir crazy without the show to watch <laughs> yes go ahead and play that for us hydra steve hydra wife Agent Johnson, you're exactly the type of agent I always wanted when I founded S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, oh, that's really an honor, Agent Carter. I don't know what to say. Hey, guys. Oh, uh, welcome back to another Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Minute with the voice of Doom. <laughs> I might have gone a little stir-crazy. There hasn't been an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode in weeks, and it won't be for another two weeks. Uh, what very well may be the last Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episodes, uh, because... It is wrapping up a crazy arc like this where you have old characters coming back in an alternate reality. Seems exactly the way the show would go out. And keeping Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. around for Infinity War is problematic at best. Um, But cool stuff. We saw, we got pictures of Grant Ward. We got uh, Rich Fitz going on. Uh, Don't know what's going on with Simmons. Uh, But look, the show's back in two weeks. And then I can, then I, yes. Back in two weeks. Two weeks, guys. Uh, until then, uh, you, you, while you're waiting, check out uh, uh, my 
Iron Fist After Show, uh, this one with our other sister network, uh, BHL, Black Hollywood Live. Uh, join me, Joel Monique, Andrew Mena, and Rick Hong uh, as we break down the episodes two at a time. Uh, it's been interesting. I'll see you over there. I'll be back in a few weeks. Oh, poor Doom. You know? Yeah. Poor, poor Doom. Stir crazy. Stir crazy Doom. Yes. All right. Space madness. Speaking of Iron Fist, it's time for us to take the dive into Iron Fist. I don't know where that voice came from. Just, yeah, there's just voices today. Beep, 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 beep. Uh, all right. Here's what I want to do. Okay. I want to start positive. Okay. okay. I, I, I want to start positive. Like non-spoiler no, this First. is, spo- by the way, this is super spoilery. Like, if we've all, we okay. have all seen it. They, our guests have all seen it. Like, we've all seen it. This is spoilerific. And when okay. you, so, spoiler, we, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Oh, because I, I did a tweet that we do a, well, possibly do a, you know, just opinions. And then, mm, yeah. uh, I, I spoiler alert, already happened. I say so, we go for it. Spoiler okay, alert. Sorry, start. I didn't see the tweet. I apologize. <laughs> we should have talked before the show. That's yeah. my fault. Uh, but let's start positive. Okay. I uh, I loved Colleen Wing. I loved yes. the villains. <laughs> the, oh, yeah. please, the what villain? The I, Meachams? I, I enjoyed the Meachams more than yeah. I expected to. I oh. I did not. So the things I thought would be wrong were, yeah. Okay. But the things I didn't think would be right were as well. So I got more out of it than I expected because I went in with the D minus expectation and I expected all the things to go wrong did. But when I got little morsels of happy, I was uh, pleasantly surprised. I yeah. think the negative reviews actually helped me enjoy the show yeah, because I went fair. into it expecting okay. to be like watching paint dry. And instead, like I thought the Meachams were an interesting story. I thought I loved the father-son dynamic of the two of them and I loved like I empathized. Like, I, I mean, I don't, I, I love my dad. He's great. I'm not saying I empathize that way, but I empathize with how, what he went through because the whole time he was just trying to appease someone and yeah. please someone. And then yeah. his dad was just trying to appease someone, but being crafty. And then Joy was just like dealing with being the sister, like, but I'm running this company and yeah. like, bah. and they didn't make her weak. They didn't make her, uh, uh, no one was a damsel in distress at yeah. any point. Yeah. And I love that. Not a single woman was marginalized to being a woman in the situation. They were smart, capable fighters. There was no, I loved how they handled the women in the show because yeah. I wanted I wanted her to run the show, and we knew that going in. We yeah. knew we wanted Colleen to be Iron Fist. It just didn't happen. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I liked that aspect. Uh, Marquia, what what do you what do you have to add to that? I really liked episode six. Mm-hmm. I love, by the way, how specific you are on this. Oh, well, we, talk, the, we talked about it on Screen about, Junkies yesterday. Yes. Uh, you are hyper specific. Uh, I like episode six, the last ten minutes of episode eight, and episode eleven. And the, what, the finales what, are. What was the last? The last the last minutes of episode eight was him fighting. Uh, That's Zhu when Chang. he fights. Yeah, he. I the, think it's the Zhao? drunken ma- Zhao, 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 Zhao Shang, probably the uh, drunken master. You, the drunken master fight. Yes, um, I found that. Uh, I like the different the change up in style. Mm-hmm. I thought that was that was great because yeah, when you have like martial arts films or like. For instance, Drunken Master, Jackie Chan. Mm-hmm. It's like there's different styles in there. Yes, there's yeah. a drunken boxing, but there's there's just other things. I don't know the names of the different styles, yeah. but they have Well, that. we're not martial artists. Well, yes, I'm not a martial artist, but I just en- I very much enjoyed that. Did and we know Lewis, of? oh, yeah, right? <laughs> it's like a Harry Potter situation. Yeah. I don't know who's going to bust in the door, and all of a sudden, you're an MMA fighter, Marquia. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Was episode six the Mortal Kombat one? Uh, that was the it was the one. tournament. Okay, one. yeah, it it's the like one that was Kombat. directed by RZA. Yeah, I can yeah. Tell it was good um, I like that one because it actually 
it did the flavor that I wanted this entire series to have, mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. we are post Doctor Strange, we're post Legion. This is a mystical kung fu show. Yeah. And episode six gave us a mystical kung fu show, complete with having a possible, you know, extra dimensional communication between, mm-hmm. you know, Danny Rand yeah, and his really, trainer. Never really you know? addressed that. Yeah. I, I feel like it was all in his head, but there was a part of me who's like, but. I think he might have- might be there. Yeah, I think you it's know? actually possible, yeah. So you know, which is something that they, they dabble with in the in the comics too. Yeah. So I I enjoyed that. I wanted that flavor, that punch that is episode six to have been throughout the entire yeah. series, but I very much enjoyed that episode. Okay. Uh I I so I, I loved uh Colleen Wing. I love that she called herself the daughter of the dragon. Yes. Uh I I had the opposite reaction to this show than I did to uh, the second season of Daredevil and Luke Cage, where mm-hmm. those two series for me are seasons uh, like started off like out the gate, incredible, like oh my god, this is the greatest thing ever, and then like a, a particular episodes happen in there where it's just like oh okay, well I'm not as I'm not as sold on this conflict or this villain, mm-hmm. like okay. so like the both of those uh, both of those seasons kind of. Uh, finished in a little more lackluster than they started for me. Mm-hmm. I still love both of them. Okay. Uh, but I preferred, you know, Punisher, uh, the Punisher story to the Electra story. I thought they handled that a little bit better. Uh, and I preferred the um, Cottonmouth story to the Diamondback story. Mm-hmm. Uh, just my preference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Iron Fist was the opposite for me, where I, it started off and I was like, oh, God, oh, man, I am not into this. But then uh, Davos came in and I was like, all right, I'm a little more on board. Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm now I'm paying a little bit more attention. Um, again, that could just be uh, because I was dying to find something to grab onto. Right. Uh, I did, but I will say because of the ending with Davos and everything else, I did not hate the show. There yeah. was no, I did not hate it. I do think it was the weakest yes. of, the, of the Netflix series. Yes. Uh, it's the fourth installment before Defenders, and they went very, very, very safe, I guess. Yeah, it was. It could have been packed with so much. Yeah, uh, I think it could have been packed with more, and it could have been shorter. I agree. I agree. Yeah. In fact, I think that's probably an argument that you, we could make for every single one of these Netflix shows. That's an argument that's being ba- been, been made, made since yeah, yeah, yeah. Daredevil, is, but especially for this one. Especially for this one, yeah. like yeah, I felt thirteen like is too much. The supporting characters in this were more interesting, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed Carrie Ann Moss in this. Actually, yeah. this is the most oh. I liked. I agree. I agree. This is awesome. the most I've liked Jay Money in any of the shows she's been yeah. in, mm-hmm. and I've really liked that. Like, I felt like I knew her more, and I knew the corporate stuff more. And like, we uh, we talked the last three weeks leading up to this about how we were afraid it was going to be too corporate, uh-huh. how the fight scenes were going to be obvious, that it was, like, not... Prepared. And, like, all the things we were about were true. Yeah. But mm-hmm. the things, like I was saying, like, I didn't expect to love Carrie Ann Moss because I'd always been kind of neutral. Like, she's yeah. okay. Right. But, like, this made her really interesting. And I really felt that the world got fleshed out more, but it could have been fleshed out in 10 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Or Because, like, with uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, um, and I went back and I watched the, the first you know, a couple of episodes mm-hmm. with both of those be like, oh, maybe it's just me, you know, sure. what's feeling this. But no, like in the first six minutes of Jessica Jones, you know her character, you yep. know mm-hmm. where she fits in the world, yep. and you already have a, a point of view about her. Yeah. And then, like with Luke Cage, it takes about 10 to 12 minutes for that one. Mm-hmm. But I'm still talking about, you know, the first episode mm-hmm. where it's like, okay, you know where he is in the community. Um, You know, you know what that world is. Yeah. And I feel like for me, uh, it took maybe three episodes before I really got that same thing yep. from Iron Fist. And I I 
don't know where that comes from. It seems like they they made up a lot of things that they didn't have to make up. Yeah. Like um, with the uh, John Anderson and mm-hmm. with the passport and um, him striding through the streets <laughs> and then just walking away. straight into they're the just thing. Like, they're like, blah, blah, blah. Then no, no, plot, spoiler. Like, we already mm-hmm. did this. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, oh, okay. I'm just saying that just went away in the show. I totally forgot about that John Anderson thing. I was like, wait a sec. Oh, my God. They had a whole plot point dissolved yeah. before our eyes. That's a good yeah. point. Exactly. When it's like, um, when you look at the actual comic books themselves, go ahead and start with uh, the relationship between Wendell and Harold and um, Heather Rand. You know, yeah. go ahead and start that. Start them in the Himalayas, mm-hmm. you know, where they're trekking. Have her get killed by the wolves. Yeah. It's like, do go it. ahead and do that. Have this little kid, you know, burning with vengeance and, you know, training to be the Iron Fist. Yeah. Like, go ahead and have that. And that gives your, you know, lead character a little more time to get those kung fu moves down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> just, also just like saying to get some more of that training in. Before we go negative, because mm-hmm. just around the bend. I, I, thought that, all... I thought I was being pleasantly critical. No, 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 critical. I could just tell that it's about pleasantly to be critical. We, yeah. We, That's a good way to I mean, I, I, like, I liked the show. I, I just, I wanted more. Oh, from yeah. It. I, I totally agree. I yeah. think the biggest, if I could give like a one word review of it, it would be uh, disappointed. Like, and I hate to, I hate to be that way. And I know a mm-hmm. lot of people really love the show. Uh, and which I, is fine. I, which yeah. is great. Uh, you are allowed to love the show. Please mm-hmm. do not fault us yeah. for having a bit more of a critical response to it. Uh, but uh, I, I, there was a, there was a lot that I liked. But I was still disappointed. And I was disappointed because of how much... And maybe this is unfair, because I know the character. I know Mm -hmm. what to expect from the character. I know what I want to see from the character. Mm -hmm. I know the potential that the character could have had. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it felt like they were just afraid to do it. And I know that they, like, blame some of the stuff on budgetary, like, restraints. But, like, in my... I'm thinking, like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. did Ghost Rider. Like... Yeah. Like they're a network show. Do they are they getting more money than what Netflix is putting into this? Because it seems like for ABC and Marvel, the Netflix shows are the that's their flagship television, yeah. right? And if it's a true budget thing, like you're saying, then cut two of those episodes out. Yeah. The first two, cut yeah. those out <laughs> yeah. and use that money and to go give have, a that, have that half hour. Yeah. Just give us that half hour. Use that budget and put it in thirty minutes. And then let's have that half yeah. hour, of, and that's your exposition, so you don't have to spend that time explaining everything to us. Have yeah. this character explain stuff. You just show us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Darren, do you guys have positive? Yeah. <laughs> These are comments that we were making all through the, the, the first uh, opening yeah. bits. Easily the first three episodes, I think, could have been condensed into one. One. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, Danny felt a little lost. I know I'm jumping. I'm jumping into the negative room. You guys are safe. I'm. I'm doing it. No, uh, but this is good because like we like we're steeped in the industry and like we have like these critical responses. It's sure. good to have like you're watching this purely from a fan's perspective. So for you to have like this is also an important yeah. opinion to have. So well, and it's the thing is, is it is a good show. I think a lot of the initial critical reviews against it were unfair. One, you only saw the first half of the series. You didn't see the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Two, a lot of those reviews were really pushing a lot of the whitewashing argument sure. that we got when we did the initial casting. Well, which, the cultural appropriation. The cultural yeah. appropriation, mm-hmm. sure. But on the other hand, there's a lot of people across the world that uh, practice martial arts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, And the idea of putting in necessarily an Asian actor just because it's martial arts, that has its own issue. So I'm fine mm-hmm. with Danny Rand. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with... with uh, with him, you know, being white, that's where everybody is used to the character. Uh, it would have been nicer if they had chosen someone or given him enough time to really train in martial arts because that was one thing that did stand out. Yeah. 
I did stunts for years, so I'm used to how physical movement works. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he does not move like a martial artist. Mm -mm. And none of that was more more appropriate than uh, in the scene. It's it's, it's not with Davos... uh, Bakhtun when he's he's learning how to control his chi. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you have the two of them working right next to each other. Some, it could not be more obvious. It's like martial artist, new guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, going with that, uh, I think just today an article came out in the Daily Telegraph. Did you guys see this? Yeah. Is this about Louis <sighs> Tan? No, no, that's also sad. Uh, <laughs> no, this is an interview that the Finn Jones gave. This came out on Friday, I think, on Tele- Daily Telegraph, but now like a few, like comicbook.com, a few other sites are uh-huh. picking it up, where they asked him about the martial arts scenes, and Finn Jones said, I was learning those fight scenes just 15 minutes before we shot them because <gasps> that was the schedule. It would be 2 a.m., 3 a.m. I'd just done a long day of work, and usually the stunt department would come up and say, hey, Right, so we've got this huge 30-person fight, and you've got to learn it right now. So I was learning it on the spot within 15 to 20 minutes, and then shooting it. That was the reality for six months. Um, That's insane. Yeah, and that came... It's a kung fu show. No, I know, and that (laughs) came... I don't remember if it was three weeks or three months, but that's all the training that he actually had. So, here's, here's... Here's, That's higher up than him, then. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, I, I, I don't want to be negative on yeah. this show. I really, really don't, because there's a lot of people who really did like it, and I want you to continue liking yeah, it. And I, were, yeah. I did not hate it. The story, no, the story it. eventually picked up. Yes. Uh, it took a long time to get there. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of plot convenience, and like, if you want to, like, if you're worried about trying to stay real with a mystical kung fu, like, that's. That's a that's flawed thinking. It wasn't yeah. just plot convenience that was flip flopping. Why at the end did Joy suddenly decide to want to kill Danny when the whole show she spent trying to be the voice of reason? Yeah, yeah. yeah. like so many moments were just like you know it'd be convenient. Like it wasn't. It wasn't. It was just like stuff happened and then they just yeah. rolled with it. Like yeah. it never had a rhymer. The the plot. Try to explain yeah. the plot. So, uh, Caroline, are, do I see you raising your hands over there, Caroline? Yeah, well, I just wanted Caliban. to go back to Caliban. Yeah. This is why I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm not a well a person. This is hard on me, Logan. <laughs> um, well, the one thing that you had said, and it's something that really irritates me a lot, and we, we had because we, we kept going back and forth over all the issues you're saying, is show me, don't tell me. Yeah. yeah, and this one was the first one of these Netflix that I just felt like they were telling me, "Look at me, I did this, I've done that." Don't tell me, show me. I want to see you walking mm-hmm. through the snow, and I want to see you getting your ass—I mean, your butt beat. You can say, you can say. You <laughs> okay, can say. sorry. Uh, no, I, I, it's but, funny. Like, I oh, sorry, I didn't you know, mean to cut always, you off. It's go. always the sh- don't don't do that. We we're here for the ride. We want to go on this ride. Yeah. yeah, and they cut so many corners. Yeah. And, and, and it, what it came down to when they were having big scenes, I really didn't want anything to happen to the women. It was almost like if Iron Fist got ran over by a truck, I'd be like, oh, sad, sad. Let's check out those those mm-hmm. lovely, amazing <laughs> what, other characters. What's Colleen Wing doing? Is yeah. she doing good? Right. Yeah. Is she okay? As long as she's okay. Is Rosario Dawson yeah. still going to gather everyone? Is, okay, good. Wasn't she amazing, <laughs> oh, though? Yeah. She's always Rosario Dawson. So, I love the interchange between her and Davos in um, uh, mm-hmm. episode 11, mm-hmm. yeah. where it was uh, where he he's so earnest, and he's mm-hmm. you know putting forth his point of view, and he's being so honest. And she's like, oh. Okay, I see where you're coming from. That uh-huh. does suck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a there's a part of me that started to wonder if 
Scott, so like I'm going to get into the, uh, this is going to be an uncomfortable conversation for me to have because, and here's why I am a, uh, white cisgender male. Uh, like I'm, I do not know if I'm allowed to have these opinions or to say these things. Like I, like I do not have this perspective, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but I feel like, um, there came a time where towards the end of the uh, season, I think it was like around episode nine or something, where I started to wonder, is Scott Buck actually, addre- the showrunner, is he actually choosing to address through this very strange long metaphor, like actual white cultural appropriation of, of Asian mystic culture? I don't believe he means to. I don't think he meant to, but there came a point where I was like, fair. you are showing Danny Rand very literally stealing something from an Eastern culture, and they are saying that they need that thing. You later on find, indeed, they did need that thing. yeah. And Danny Rand legitimately actually stole it. They're... Yeah, and I, I, I start. I was like grabbing onto that. I was like, "Oh my god, please be making a brilliant metaphor for like Anglo culture, st- like culturally appropriating thing." Please be made. Are are you? I don't know if. Uh, are, uh, like so again. Uh, I I do not come from that that side. Mm-hmm. I do not have that experience. Uh, perhaps it is unfair for me to speak on those things, but that was my opinion uh, on that. I I, th- I think. A lot of it could have been solved uh, by having like an Asian American or just an Asian, like it doesn't have to be American, uh, someone with that heredity as a showrunner. As soon right. as I learned the Lewis Tan oh, right. thing, that Why was don't you my... say that? We, we so, do yeah. actually need to start kind of wrapping okay. up. So but... basically, the second in line for the role, practically second in line, I'm not sure of the actual number, but sure. Lewis yeah. Tan, the guy who played the Drunken Master, was all but Iron Fist. And yeah. he, in those first 12 seconds of meeting him, had more charm and charisma and pathos. Like, I wanted to know everything about him as soon as I looked at him, yeah. and uh, that's what I want. He's the last ten minutes of episode eight, the drunken fight. He's, yeah, he, and, he's, and he's Zhao Shang. He can fight. He probably has. He moved like a martial artist, which is which is he my thing. Is. My thing wasn't Finn Jones, and I don't. I think Finn Jones is is the face of this problem, so he's going to get the brunt of it. So I'm not mm-hmm. saying I blame Finn Jones, especially with this 15 minutes knowledge. I won't speak on the Finn Jones thing because I'm not he, and I don't know what it was. Quite for Iron Fist, though. Thank you guys. Uh, but I do think that the movement was my biggest issue because the entire show takes place around martial artists who are saying the ultimate martial artist is this guy, the guy that cannot be defeated, the immortal Iron Fist, the ultimate weapon. Every martial artist the world looks to this one guy and the one guy was the only one that didn't move like them and not in a positive yeah. way so like that's not Finn Jones's part but the, the fault but the guy Lewis Tan moved like water like he moved yeah. in such a fluid magical beautiful way that a six foot three Asian American 185 pound beast of a martial artist would have been my iron fist in a second yeah and, and i would have loved that he's i believe he's half asian yeah so it's like um and he he speaks about that where he's like he feels like an outsider and if they're going with those outsider themes mm-hmm. then tell me that actor isn't going to bring that yeah. life experience into yeah. that so role cool too his yeah. coolness he's i wanted cool. more coolness oh my god danny he's Rand so is hot the coolest. oh danny, my god he's so hot you meet danny rand he's and luke so cage you're like two of the coolest dudes ever that would you be a great romance guy, right I feel like the coolness was slightly lacking because we didn't have... Finn Jones didn't have time to be cool because he was so busy learning martial arts. Yeah, yeah. he was probably up here like a whole lot yeah. with it, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. So, so like, Louis Tan, I yeah. feel like, um, was, and was, was Lexi so Alexander, uh, the uh, oh, director of yeah. um, Punisher Warzone, she yeah. has actually a pretty good thread about this on her oh, does Twitter. She? I should so go check that out. So I recommend, you know, uh, just checking that Can out. Can she direct The Defenders? 
<laughs> I've been wanting Lexi no, to get back into Marvel for yeah. so many things because she's just so good the, at directing. The action. showrunners on the the Defenders, I mean, not directors, but the showrunners on Defenders are the same ones who did Daredevil season no, two. No, yeah, the showrunners. So I'm, I'm, saying, I'm fine and, with that. But the director of the episode is yeah. going to shape the fighting, and sure. she, Lexi Alexander is such a good fight director that we oh, yeah. we learned with Iron Fist a negative that the fight choreography and the directors of each individual episode why episode six works, why episodes one through five and seven through eleven might not have. Uh, is because of the directing of the fight scene. Like, there were more edits than punches. There were more yeah. cuts than visuals. That's, and that, that was, was like, clear. That's a telltale sign, by the way, uh, for those of you who may not know. If the fight scene is chopped, that means that the fight didn't actually look great. And once yes, again, he had, had 15 to. minutes. Like, poor Finn Jones is going to be like, yeah. okay, line, 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 line. Oh, right. Oh, line, line, line. Ugh. So they had to. And, like, yeah. it's nobody's fault except for pre-production or production. I, I, like, I, I kind of put most of the blame on uh, Netflix and uh, Scott Buck, the mm-hmm. showrunner. And he's the showrunner for Inhumans, right? Yeah, which okay. now like it has me a little more nervous for Inhumans. And, like, look, I'm not, I don't, I've never showrun a, a show. I'm not yeah. a showrunner. I, yeah. I can't speak to that. But uh, I do think that um, they, they kind of fumbled on this one, and, and the fumble has made me a little more nervous for Inhumans. I just want Danny Rand to be cool and to be able to fight. <laughs> and and here's 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 the good thing. Maybe uh, we're gonna get through this stumble. Mm-hmm. Finn Jones is Danny Rand, yeah, for yeah. better or for worse. So he's probably doing a lot more training, and he's probably a lot better prepared for defenders. And we're probably gonna get a lot of great I'm stuff sure. in defenders. I'm sure uh, because of the critical response. I'm sure that they they yeah. probably concentrated on that. I absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh, that being said, we do need to move on to social media very quickly. Yes. But um, uh, if you have specific questions, please ask us on Twitter. We'll try to get to those. Uh, and please don't hate us if you know you loved it. We're we're yeah. absolutely not saying that you I shouldn't like this show. I liked it more than I ever expected to, and there were Agreed. moments that I was fully. Oh yeah, it was we totally it. was totally good. It was a great time. I enjoyed it. I don't think it deserved all of the the negativity. I totally, right. I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. I totally agree. But as fans, we want to be able to give our honest opinion back, so that mm-hmm. the next projects they do they learn from their mistakes they learn stuff that didn't work and make adjustments we all live through yeah. wolverine origins we can live through this and this was much better than that. So this was much better this is not wolverine origins this is not this is not the last stand like i'm saying we're living oh, in a world wow. where this is the bad one like we're doing great oh, yeah. like yeah. if this is the exactly. worst of netflix like yeah <laughs> we're doing good we're doing just fine we are we spoiler alert off now or uh i, I want to say one last okay. thing uh, this is this was the review that I gave a few of my friends who I, I talked to for a comic for a show that's based on a comic book character that learned kung fu from mystical monks in a mystical city and got a superpower from a dragon. There was a surprising lack of all of those, <laughs> <laughs> and that is why my neg- that th- that's is, where like my yeah. more negative reaction, my more mm. critical sort of reaction comes from. Uh, so now, spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoilers! Merry Marvelites! <laughs> uh, let's get through this okay. real fast because we gotta we gotta close out. We're yeah. moving on. Okay, so a uh, quick shout out to the Jocks for being. Yeah, welcome, <laughs> Jocks. Welcome, yeah, uh, We have a, a number of people that are also like they love the show. Thanks for the love, guys. You guys are the best. Another great show. I and then from Alex Aro, I'm Tri Nerdual. I like the MCU, the DCEU, and Fox. That's oh, fun. nice. I, I like that, fun. Alex. Well done. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, we have a number of questions. Uh, we answered com- uh, some of these. Um, Chris Logel, uh, does the name on Danny's fake passport have any significance from the comics? It does not. 
That was made for the show. I think it was made for the show. Though yeah. there is a John Anderson in Spider Man. I just I can't remember. Yeah, there's also a John Anderson yeah. in The Matrix. Yeah, exactly. Like John Anderson's kind of a pretty. He's kind I of don't chosen know. for that reason to be the yeah. most yeah. probably guy. so. It's the smell. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and then also C Tan uh, at Walking underscore IMDb. We also answered yours. Uh, rumors are originally casting um, Louis Tan over Finn Jones. How do you feel like about that? If it's more interesting. Uh, okay, and um, fun fun comment from uh, Charles Lee at GoofyFan underscore Chuck. Um, I'm going to call it Missy loses her arm in the Defenders and Danny pays for the replacement instead of Stark. Ooh, Ooh I like it. That's I a good like point, it. too. Yeah. Well like done, Charles yeah. Lee. You can easily do that. Uh, and then uh, from Aaron Wilkinson at E. Ran Wilk. Was so fun to meet Matt Key, his hey. wife Brittany, and Ken last night out in Pasadena. Much love to Marvel Movie News. Yeah, we and were uh, we video. were out there for uh, St. Patty's Day. We were out in uh, Old Town Pasadena, and Aaron, this guy Aaron comes up. Hi, Aaron, and he, goes, <laughs> he comes up to me and goes, "You're Matt Key from Marvel Movie News, and you're oh. Ken, and you're uh, you're Matt's wife Brittany." And I was like, "Oh my God, you love your show!" So like we we talked for about twenty minutes. Uh, nice. Aaron, I may need your help on uh, reminding me what we talked about. <laughs> It was St. It Patrick's was Day. St. Patrick's Day. Oh, there and you we go. were being safe. We live a mile from there. We we took a lift to and from. That like, is so great. Be be safe out there, kids. But uh yeah, Aaron, it was great to meet you. And I know uh Aaron emailed me we're gonna have him on the show soon. Sweet. He's gonna he's gonna sit where you guys yeah. are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> better dress up, Aaron. <laughs> Aaron. Yeah. Aaron. The bar is like, high, Fair warning, sir. Fair warning. <laughs> Uh, I've okay. got a Doctor Strange costume you can borrow. <laughs> he's, uh, he's got like three of them, probably. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> okay, so, and then from Eddie Brock, uh, at Gonzo underscore 7792, uh, he tweeted us, he, he has leg tattoos, like yeah, right leg awesome. is Marvel and villains, awesome. and then left leg is heroes. He's yeah, getting Doc awesome. Ock next. So if we could uh, show those uh, real quick. Um, okay, Boom. so you see here, Beautiful. Venom. So cool. Gorgeous Venom. Uh, it's just like exploding off of yeah, his leg. Yeah, it's really cool. Oh my god, <laughs> Doctor Doom looks so good. Yeah, these are really well done too, dude. Wow, Magneto, Magneto. Yeah. and it's classic. Like, and their action poses. Mm-hmm. Very. Yeah, those nice. are great tats, man. Oh, uh, this is Thanos, and he's sitting so... in his chair. Well, of course he is. That's what Thanos <laughs> That's what does. You do. Like that, That's and he's got like that, when you control the that universe. cackling grin. And then, uh, so for the last one, this is from Blackbeard. Um, yeah, uh, he, so he sent a fan picture. It's, what? It's me taking on some ninjas <laughs> as Misty Knight. That's awesome. <laughs> that's rad. That's I, super cool. I think that's so fun. Oh, I very so... much appreciate it. Yeah, that's it. really cool. Uh, that's so uh, awesome. that's Jobius3000. He's yes. the one who did my Mar- my Doctor Strange video. Yes, he that's is. still my Twitter handle. Gorgeous. Yeah, so I'm gonna have to make that as my uh, profile picture for for a little bit of time. I yeah, like that. we uh, we also uh, had some shout outs from uh, Nolan Dean, Lance Green. Eliane Guy Rosario, Darren Jack, Darren, Darren Jacks is here. Has shout out. <laughs> uh, and Jamal Richardson. They want to shout outs. Hey, I got them to you. Three quick guy twos. Yeah, do uh, it. Joe Brewer twenty eight, Evan M ninety one, and Nerd Closet. Thank you all very Nerd much. Closet. We appreciate Nerd listening every week. Yeah, Nerd Closet's a great name. And uh, yeah. thank you all for the iTunes love, and we appreciate you as always. Yeah. Right. Yes. We uh, do. All right, so we need to close off now that we're an hour yes. twenty in. Go for it. Okay, so you can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Markeia McCarty, M-A-R-K-E-I-A-M-C-C-A-R-T-Y. And also, uh, you can see me on WWE Raw um, After Buzz TV. That's on Mondays. I do that at 8 o'clock with John LaQuasto and Ty Matthews. Uh, And if 
if you like nerd stuff, um, who does? Uh, <laughs> uh, if you want, this Thursday at 8 p.m., I'll be on Saving Throw Show. You can go to twitch.tv slash Saving Throw Show. And I am in the Star Wars RPG. It's Edge of Empire with a little bit of Age of the Republic thrown in. It is a limited campaign. Nice. Yes. That's awesome. Coy? Uh, I'm Coy Jondro at C-O-Y-J-A-N-D-R-E-A-U on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me on this show. And then tomorrow I'm doing Does It Hold Up? Talking about Never Ending Story over at Screen Junkies. And then I'm fighting for the belt the Ooh. prelim coming after Dan Merle on movie fights yeah. it's me Hal and JTE up for the prelim belt fight on Thursday check them out it's gonna be awesome uh, and this is all I want out of Danny Rand in <laughs> The Defenders this shirt is everything I want him to a body and if they do that for season 2 or The Defenders I'll be a happy man uh, I have a quick question why doesn't anyone call JTE Jeté Ooh. I love. So I call him Jete. I've always called him Jete. I've always okay. called him Jete. I love Jete. Uh, everyone should do that. Jax, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having us. As always, it's always a blast to come down and, and hang out with you guys. Yeah. Next, yeah. next time you guys have a costume you want to do, let us know. We'll have you back in. Jack, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what happens is you invite us, and then we think, huh? What's out now? We say, what do you want to do? And we. And then River says, I want to do Logan! (laughs) Was that a good impression of her? When you have a kid and she comes out looking like X-23, the the, the die is cast. Well, yeah, Yeah, that's true. You do look like This is what she was doing and we just had to to morph her out. She just put on a denim jacket once. They're like, well, I got her Halloween for the next decade. Yeah. Uh, I am Matt Key at the Matt Key on Twitter, uh, and uh, I'm on Screen Junkies from time to time. I also have my comic book show on Wednesdays, the Wednesday Club over on Geek and Sundry's Twitch. I'll tweet out links to that stuff if you want to hear me talk about that stuff. Tomorrow we are doing a horror-centric episode. Horror, nice. horror in comics. Fun. Uh, so I've got a lot of reading to go do, because uh, all I've kind of read is Lock and Key and Hellboy. There's a lot out oh, there. Okay. Go to the and thing. check out the place in Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Bye. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. 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 From producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals.